I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of The Postscript, Living Faith Bible Institute's weekly podcast and YouTube series where we interview pastors and professors and missionaries on all kinds of subject matter that's intended to be edifying for you. And and one of the major goals of this show is to help growing leaders learn and gain new perspectives and maybe see insights uh, that they wouldn't otherwise uh, see or find. And so we're in the middle of a conversation that began last week with Pastor Mike Renault, who is just beginning uh, the work of planning a church in Living Faith Boston. In fact, he's only been there a few months himself. And over the last month or so, other members of the team have joined him. And so it's very, very fresh. And so you're getting a, a unique sneak peek into what it's like to be a part of a missions work like this. And so uh, we hope you listen uh, attentively and uh, you're considering all the ways in which God could work in you. And so we want to say, hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Brandon, I'm good. It's good to be with you, man. Yeah, good to be here. And so let's get right into it. Okay. Can we? So why Boston? Of of all the places on earth, uh, you talked about Boston a little bit in the last episode, but, but why on earth? Boston. Yeah. You know, so, uh, one thing led to another, I ended up meeting a a pastor who's in our fellowship, Eric May from New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And I had no inclination to go to Boston at this point. It was just, I had returned from a vacation right? and God had burdened me for the area to pray over it. And that was it. And he invited me, he he talked to me and I thought, this is really weird. I'm going to talk to him and, uh, never even considered new England. And, and here I'm meeting this pastor now after praying this prayer and, mm-hmm. and God had apparently impressed it on my heart that I'd prayed it. And mm-hmm. so, uh, he invited me out to see the area and see the work. And one thing led to another. And, and, uh, I talked to the pastors here to get permission to take a team, uh, out there to, um, help out their church a little bit. And we did some evangelism, brought another team out and then brought another team out we, you know, on the tour we took, uh, there's college after college after right. college. And how many colleges are in the Boston area? Yeah. So within about an hour radius, there are about 55 colleges mm-hmm. and universities. So wow. incredible amount um, of that. So of the, of the student population any given time, about 60 to 65,000 students that were not born in the United States. Yeah. And so these are these are kids and young adults that are going to get educated here and either stay or a, a large amount will return to their home countries. Mm-hmm. And they'll return to their home countries with Americanism, you know, either the positives or, or cons sure. of that. Yeah. And that's, or, that's particularly significant around here because we have – we have a, a very important international student ministry yes. um, on campus, and, and that's become a very big deal to us and something that we hold hold dear. And so that was something that you were looking for, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so part of my growing up, one of the first ministries I ever got involved with under Alan Shelby was the international student ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it back then. I was a young man and and um, being able to minister to the stranger in your land was so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have that at, as FOI here at MBT and have reproduced it, you know, now down in Tampa and, and other areas. And and it's a model. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pastor Andrew does an incredible job with that and raised up leaders and, and disciples are being made. And yeah, it's I mean, 
it's outrageous, like the amount of fruit that's coming out of it. And sure. so <clears throat> part of what we were praying for, you know, as as I discussed last time, is an area where we can reach people that would be effective to go all over the world. And, yeah. and so here's Boston just like staring at us right in the face with 60 some thousand internationals at any given time uh, who have the same challenges as the international students do in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. They don't know the area. They don't, there's a lot that they don't have uh, in relation to our culture. And so why not Boston? Right. And so we prayed about it even more and and, uh, God started opening up the door and and opening hearts and confirming it with the pastors here and with me and, and uh, just incredible time. You know, I, I prayed through it with, uh, with my wife and I knew that was a very important part of it that if we were going to go that I needed to have her just as bought in, if not more sure than me. And, um, you know, God used Meredith in my, in my life in this calling as much as anything else mm. to confirm that God was in this and just to, just her level of peace. Yes. Her peace and the, the cheerleading and the encouragement and, um, just all of that mm-hmm. was incredible. And, and so, uh, you know, I trusted God with it. I, I presented it to our elders and our pastors and, um, you know, within 24 hours, you know, I had spent a whole night. It was a Saturday yeah, night. It, I remember getting the email and it just seemed so obvious. It was like six in the morning. I sent it out or something on a Sunday and you were morning. Like, like, nervous and anxious about what the responses might be. And I think Within 24 hours, everybody had responded like, yeah, what? So, what? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was, you know, like it was maybe it was apparently an obvious thing that God had been telling people. <laughs> it seemed, it seems obvious to me anyway. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, quaking, like what if, you know, what if this is just my idea? And, uh, but, you know, I, I knew it was of the Lord and I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure and c- convey that. And so, um, present it to the pastors and, and, uh, man, God put a stamp on it. So man. praise God. Okay. So now you're there. You've been there how many months have you and your family been there? Yeah, so we we moved uh, mid-COVID. So right. uh, we've been there four months uh, last week. It's a great time to plant a church, don't yes. you think? Yes, it is. It's in the air. Yeah, yeah. you want to, like, if you had to write the script, you want to go to the one of the least church cities in the country. Mm. You know, Boston's like the number two least church city in the, in the country. Uh, right in the middle of a time where you can't meet new people. Like that's really when you want to do it. Perfect. So, and and the people you do meet, you have to wear masks and stand six feet apart. They're taking they're taking the social distancing and the masking very very seriously there, right? Like yes. culturally. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's institutional. You know that they've taken uh, the the law to a next level in terms of their enforcement, mm-hmm. but also it is cultural. It, you know, it's it's a much more um, they're much more willing to be uh, to fall in line with what the government says. And, right and uh, sort of acquiesce to that. And so culturally, uh, you're much more inclined there, you know, if you don't have a mask on, on the street, right? not not in a public venue, but like just walking down the street to maybe get uh, accosted. accosted. Yeah, yes. wow. Uh, it's happened uh, to <laughs> us or people that have visited us a couple of times. We, uh, you know, I had a, a friend come up and visit and he had his, you know, mask on below his mouth or nose and, an old lady that easily could have been our grandmother uh, hurriedly ran across the street to uh, chew him out. Well, you know, uh, so it's a different place, totally different place. Yeah. 
And um, now, fun, good times though, fun times. Oh man, dude, I, you know, I have family in Boston. I love Boston. It's an amazing, yeah. amazing city. Um, describe your team a little bit. So your, your, your team is just now there with you. Yep. Um, maybe describe the members of your team and what you're beginning with. What, what, are, you start, what are you starting with in terms of uh, resources and, and yeah, gifting? Yeah. Yeah, so um, my family. So I have uh, Meredith and then our, our two youngest uh, mm-hmm. kids. And so um, they're with us. And then Brooke Sidebottom joined us right at the beginning of June. And so we'd been there just a hair over a month. And, you know, we trusted God. One of the things we wanted to do is find a location that would be a, and I, I felt like the Lord conveyed this to us, uh, a launching pad. Because you're transferring, you're transitioning a group of 11 Midwesterners essentially mm-hmm. into the Northeast and not just, you know, into rural Northeast, into the city. Right. And so cost of living, just everything is different. It's not only a different pace, a different expectation culturally in a lot of different ways. Uh, but even just the financial transitions and the jobs, uh, I just had a sense about two years ago that it was going to take uh, a concerted effort. So we trusted God for this location kind of right in the middle of it all. And we're surrounded on three sides by the city of Boston uh, where we live. And um, Brooke came in in June. She's been uh, side bottom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, out of your ministry, as you yeah. know. And awesome. So, uh, yes. A young lady, uh, dedicated, devoted uh, gospel preaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just incredible. So she's been with us uh, for a little bit. Um, Adam and Heidi Merritt. And so they're going to be joining us here in about a week and a half. Uh, they'll, they'll be here probably by the time this airs. And, right. Who have and, a lot of experience in, in student, children, children, yes, high school, middle school ministry. Yeah. Uh, high school, middle school and, and uh, you know, brought up in terms of a lot of their development here, just like Brooke was at, mm-hmm. at Midtown. Uh, and then the toadies, Ron, right. Rebecca, and their kids, um, Isabel and, and uh, Tobiah, and, and they were in our, my ministry here. Mm-hmm. And um, Ron walked with me kind of step by step through the process of actually at receiving the call to Boston. And uh, his story on, on its own is incredible, just how God has uh, revealed himself to him mm-hmm. in his transition out to the city. And so we have a young couple and a single lady and then our family. And uh, we're trusting God. We're, we're small. We uh, frankly don't know what we're doing, you know, in a lot of ways. And, mm-hmm. and that's not to sound cliche or, you know, but we really need God to move, you know, right. and, and he is. That's the awesome thing. Like, he really is moving. It's right. incredible. Which there. is which is what I want to I want to get into that. That's that's specifically what I want to, I want to talk to you about, because obviously you planned. Right, like you, you put tons of planning into this, yeah, and uh, and you probably had very serious imaginations about what your first steps would be and how things would progress. Um, I would assume because this is the way most things go, things don't go exactly as you imagine. What were some of the initial preconceptions you had about the work, and how have those changed over the last few months? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely a planner, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, so is my wife. And so, you know, we spent a good amount of time and we trusted God a good period of time to even get there. And I felt like it was all of the Lord. And, and we had a lot of different ideas, you know, where we would live, um, how we would live, the size of home, uh, price of things, how we would meet people. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I remember going out and just being shut down time after time after time with like finding a place to live. Mm. And then finally got opening up the door, like and just narrowing the options, closing the doors because he had another plan for us. Right. And so it was such a great lesson for us to be retaught, reminded of that God's way is the best way. Yeah. And so we can just trust him. Allowing to, for him to lead through your circumstances. Yeah. And yeah. lead through uh no. Right. You know, that's not the house you're going to get. This is not right. the neighborhood you're going to live in. This is, and it's been incredible, you know, even how we found it uh, in that, that thing. And so uh, meeting people, you know, when we, we trusted God over a year prior and God had put on my heart to launch in spring of 2020 in particular, uh, as we got closer to it, May. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing led to another. And then uh, somehow coronavirus happened. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. um, and so we're coming up to the the time and God confirms that we're actually supposed to be out there about a month early. There's no reason for us to stay here through May. Um, and, and we believe that it might, there might be a reason to help, mm-hmm. you know, bring along the rest of the team yeah, to get ahead help. of them as they start coming out. You can be welcoming them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just learn where the post office is, mm-hmm. you know, find out, you know, where to get your groceries and how to take the transportation. And so, so we ended up out there uh, about a month early, um, earlier than we thought, but right on time. Yeah. And it's been incredible. You know, one thing that I anticipated was going to be a real difficulty meeting like established folks mm-hmm. in Boston and like real Bostonians, real Bostonians. And so the neighborhood we live in is very, um, I wouldn't say transient, but a lot of, um, a lot of internationals, a lot of professionals. And so we don't live like, you know, in South Boston, you know, right. Um, which is like the most stereotypical. That is Boston exactly area, yeah, like Boston. Area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but I drove my car there before. Mm-hmm. So, so good. I hope you, okay. All right, for the you. remainder yeah. of the episodes, uh, episode, you, like you, I'm in Boston the whole time. There you go. There you go. More <laughs> like of that, Matt please. Damon. Okay. Um, it's anyway. So the area we're in though, you know, it's a lot of professionals and, and, um, you know, who knows if we're going to be able to stay in this area. And, and so, but that's where God put us right now. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, you know, like one of our neighbors, our neighbor next door is uh, an attorney, the neighbors next to them, uh, professors, both of them at BU, mm-hmm. across the street, or a couple uh, neuroscientists next door is a professor of poetry. I mean, it's just, you know, so it's it's that type of a right. environment. And so I'm thinking there's no, I mean, you know, not out, out of faith, but this is going to be hard. Like, Lord, help us to meet people. And with COVID, like they're outside on their porch all the time. They're, they're having uh, birthday parades for the neighbors and mm. meeting us. And so we were there less than a week and had been able to share the gospel with two or three of our neighbors Wow! and tell them why we were there and planning a church and things that I anticipated, you know, may have taken months, you know, yeah. to get to know people, yeah. to be able to directly share that. And so that's been pretty awesome. That is cool. Yeah. What are some of the other, you know, unique challenges that you faced since you've been there? Like, yeah. I'm sure cr- the coronavirus is not the, the only no, one. No, no. Yeah. No. And that's been actually uh, a minor thing. You know, we, we've gone around, I, I've talked to several of the pastors there and, you know, leading up to it, um, we had a pastor of a church tell us, you know, that uh, not to come. Mm. That, was, that was, uh, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, and so, uh, 
we we had very encouraging it was brother. you know not from here it, it was a pastor on the field right, in, boston. in boston and uh you know he doggedly told us not to come and that there are only so many christians around and so that's his philosophy Jeez. and um, kind of sort of mocking evangelism mm. you know and so um yeah that's uh we've had other churches you know question why the area we've picked and or, or other pastors and, and, uh, you know, question the model. And, and I even had a pastor at one point, you know, we were out there and, and, uh, gave me a lot of great advice, just strategic advice about church planting models. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot from him and, and, uh, but he was very strongly encouraging me to get involved in a church that, you know, maybe with a bunch of older people or that's dying or something like that so that I can be there and ready and to show myself strong for when they want to bring me on as their pastor or something like mm. that, or, or to take over the building and right. not necessarily bad, but what I felt not the exactly Lord, the model or the, or what we've been taught in terms of a philosophy of church planning. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's a, a need to help out and, and to revive churches mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but that's not what I felt the Lord calling us to do. Right. I wanted to go out there and, and, win souls meet people who'd never even heard the name of jesus mm-hmm. and those who are willing let me disciple sure you. of course and so we we want to do that and so that was a little frustrating uh to hear it mm-hmm. and uh you know our whole team like to a person i would say myself included my wife and, and even our kids uh but the rest of the team too have faced um a slew of challenges with mm-hmm. jobs you know finding work right we had a team member uh, induced basically to come out, praise the Lord, uh, yeah. but to come out with promise of work and only to find out that uh, that changed like within a week or two weeks of being there drastically. Yeah, what they had promised yes. was not what they were fulfilling. Yes, it, yeah. it had completely changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we've had extraordinary health challenges mm-hmm. uh, throughout the team, life-threatening type health challenges that mm-hmm. uh, would have caused anybody to question what what was going on and right. whether God was in it or not, and and um, people leaving friends and family and and um, uh, you know settled work and careers and and so that's been there have been some challenges, but like to a person, it's been so encouraging to see each of them model just faith in action. Mm. Like for me, I know for people like watching uh, from afar. And, uh, and I think even like our neighbors out there, like recognize it, like what we're doing, we're dead serious about. And, yeah. and these people are, and, and my kids, and I know, um, the, the Toadies children who are, are older, they're, they're young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, like these are great examples. And, uh, and this is what we want to do. We want to, we want to train up people that see this example and, and can reproduce it going forward. So. Yeah. And in the midst of all that you've had souls come to Christ. Yeah. So that's been awesome. Mm. Um, yeah. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So, you know, the first, I would say month and a half, we're literally just trying to get acclimated mm. and I'm going to say something that's going to sound kind of weird and super spiritual, but go ahead. Man. We didn't have furniture for like a month. And mm. so, uh, I know that's not very spiritual, but you know, I'm 45. <laughs> So you're, I'm 45 years old and we're, we're literally for a whole month eating like food on our floor on the floor. Yeah. And we've got a bed, you know, but no 
no chairs, nothing. And so, so we're, li- we're trying to like, so your back has been sore from oh man, sitting on the crazy. Ground. Yeah. Uh, you know, eat, eating pizza or whatever, just literally on the floor. Sure. We don't have a table. We don't have, we don't have as much as a, uh, anything coffee mm-hmm. table, nothing, you know, for a month. And, and in the middle of COVID you can't go buy furniture. Oh, right. Yeah. There's no showrooms open. And so we're buying everything on Wayfair and, and whatever and else. it's taking and, months to ship taking months yeah. to ship it comes and it's not exactly what we wanted or whatever and right and uh so the first like month month two months is all about that like trying to figure out how to get your mm-hmm. car licensed mm-hmm. and uh, get your driver's license changed and figure out all this stuff and and i'm flying back and forth to kansas city uh because we like to eat also you know my family um <laughs> you know i've got kids and and you know I, I try to feed meredith one meal a day but uh you know um so you're coming and what I you're saying rest, is you're but, coming back to kansas city just so that people provide you with meals right is that what you're getting at <laughs> no my job uh oh, okay. if you don't know so i i still work you know i work um and i i run a small law firm and yeah your practice is still <clears> here in kansas city yeah and so you have to travel back and forth quite a bit yeah so my overwhelming support comes from like my job you know mm-hmm. and, and uh, so i come back quite a bit and sneak in and and uh, do a bunch of law work and and then I run back there as quick as I can to my home mm-hmm. and try to work on the church and and um, so that all happened and um, you know right in the middle of it and I'll get to your your question but, yeah no it's cool but right in the middle of it all uh, the thing that gave me a lot of confirmation in the beginning to go out there was that I had a, a young man that worked for me committing to take over my practice eventually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for whatever reason, you know, uh, didn't work out, but I didn't find out until about eight weeks after I'd moved. Right. And so my workload just ramped up like double. Uh, and so I've been like burning both ends of the, the candle and, and, but, you know, we're just convinced and I'm starting to sense like the, the pressure, like, man, I did not come out here just to run a law firm from 1500 miles away Mm -hmm. or, and, uh, you know, I've got to honor the commitment, you know, and so we're working through that and trusting God and we're being faithful. We're telling people that, you know, as the small group that's there at the time, we, we kind of packed together, like we're going to go out, we've got to get out on the street and do a formal invitation. Mm. We've got nothing to invite anybody to yet because we hadn't really even done formal Bible studies, but we're going to, we got to figure out something to do. And uh, so we're going to go out in the street. And so we did it and it was our first time out. Um, we'd gone out for about two hours, super hot. We're all f- trying to figure out how do we do this with masks on? How do we do it in Boston with masks on? Mm. How do we talk to people? Like nobody wants to stop. It's different than, you know, nobody's just leisurely out for a stroll out in Boston, especially mm-hmm. the urban area. Like right. you stop them and they're wondering like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? You're a freak. What do you want? And so I've got something to do. You're in my way. Yeah. And, and so we're doing this thing and, we had a couple of people stop and it gave us some encouragement and we we're able to pray. And, and, uh, and at the very end, we're about to pack it up. And these two ladies walk by and, um, my wife ends up approaching them and just, you know, Hey, I'm going to talk to one more people, one more person. Mm-hmm. And we're about ready to pack it up and leave. And it's our very first time out. And, and, uh, they, but we both, we all strike up a conversation they end up meeting her for coffee the following week and with tears in their eyes, both confess the Lord as their savior wow. for the first time ever. Wow. And so uh, we've got newborn believers in Boston uh, because 
the fellowship has sent us out there mm-hmm. because Midtown sent us out there. And so we're like on cloud, cloud nine, just yeah. praising the Lord. Right. And, um, you know, that really, you know, that really is motivation for us and knowing that people of are course. praying for us. Yeah. And so it's been incredible. That's so cool, man. And so, you know, you've got, um, potential new disciples even yeah there. and um god's continuing to to use that relationship with those those young ladies and no so the 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 next question is and and for a lot of people it's the first question but i, I don't know if it's that pertinent but okay so do you do you have a place to meet like as your mm. church begins to grow and as god begins to use outreach like that yes um, do you have a place to meet and and i think the story that, that goes with this is actually pretty cool so maybe yeah. you can share with us about the place that you guys are meeting in for services. Yeah, so praise God, I couldn't have written this script, um, but I take a trip out there about two years ago with the pastors and just to make sure I'm not crazy. It was kind of a Gideon moment for me. Right. And just double check, Lord, mm-hmm. you know. And we're there four hours, the pastors. We have no agenda. Um, and we take a wrong train. Two, we are two trains to the south of what we should be on. Right which still happens to be about walking distance from our place because it's just a dense area. And we elect to get off on the wrong stop. Everyone's tired. I know I'm frustrated. I'm trying to read everybody, but you know, mm-hmm. they're pastors. So, you know, we're all, yeah, we're all like very it, spiritual, yeah, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so, uh, and, and uh, we decide to walk and we're going to walk through the city and, it's a lot more familiar with me today, but back then, you know, it was, you didn't know may well been right. anywhere. And we have all of our luggage. We're wheeling it through. We're tired. We get one block and we fall. We, we land upon the steps of this pretty big church stone or brick church in the mm-hmm. middle of the city and, uh, end up walking inside because, Hey, we're here. This is why we're here. Let's just go check it out. Never heard of this church before. Uh, out comes the pastor. We we wander around this church. Yeah. And the pastor comes out, young guy, introduces himself. We tell him why we're there. 45 minutes later, uh, after, you know, we find out like, you know, uh, can we trust this guy? Can he, you know, can he trust us? He tells us that they rent the church out for an unbelievably low amount uh, that we couldn't like refuse, like a yeah. hundred dollars for a three hour block for one of their big rooms, which if people aren't familiar with Boston, yeah, that's like they might as well be giving it to you for free. It, it really is pretty amazing. Yeah, and and so my mouth about dropped, and I had I followed up with them immediately on the same trip, mm-hmm. came back, uh, and we ended up securing something a few months later. But it is pretty amazing. Um, a, another fr- a friend of mine out there who's also at church planning in in the South Side, he was looking at some property uh to rent and it was an old dilapidated building in the south part of boston real rough area you know just to give you perspective uh small church Mm. falling apart and they were wanting like 10 grand a month Mm. for it and uh so you know he's from detroit and he you know laughed at them too like ah whatever and it was like rented in the next month you know and so this is how property goes out there so praise god for that but so we do have a building that's cool. And, uh, right in the middle of where we want to be. It, it's less than a mile from uh, downtown, approximately. It's blocks from BU, mile from Boston College, half a mile to Harvard, MIT, Northeastern, 
tough Suffolk. I mean, we're right in the middle of it. And my house, you know, is like a mile away. That's so great. Which is pretty awesome. No, that's obviously, God was all over that, orchestrated that perfectly. So then what do church services look like? Are are you still in that Bible study phase or what does it look like? Yeah. So we've been trusting God for that plan. And, you know, like we talked about, they take COVID pretty seriously. And so um, what we didn't want to do is to launch out in a way that looked reckless to people because mm-hmm. you'll get a bad name out there and that's not the first impression that we wanted to make. Right. Um, and so we wanted to be very respectful and, and uh, meet people right where they were at, even if it was in a position, if they were afraid um, to not respect it, but to love them through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we could do our part. And, and so we were been, we've been trusting God about that. We started a little while back, five, six, seven weeks ago, doing a creation to Christ Bible study. Mm-hmm. And uh, just with our group, trusting God that he would bring people. Mm-hmm. And, and sure enough, the very first week, these ladies who came to know the Lord showed up on Zoom. And both mm-hmm. of them showed up. And uh, we had a bunch of people from, you know, back in KC and around the area, yeah. e- even out in New Hampshire, yeah. show up on the on the feed. And we were all in person. And, and uh, every week they've been showing up, you know, and, and we've been investing the word of God, just taking them through the scriptures, just like I was when I was young mm-hmm. and, and reestablishing or not reestablishing, but establishing for the first time an identity, a biblical identity for them mm. and uh, laying sort of that, those synapses of scripture yeah. in their heart and in their mind, yeah. which is so important if you're going to make the bigger decisions right. with the Lord, you've got to right. have that. You know, a preacher I heard once say that you preach the word of God, you teach it so that the Holy Ghost has something to work with. Mm-hmm. And I know that's evident in my life. You know, when, yeah. when the word is has been in me, that's when God's been able to use a powerful message even later or something I've heard or or a crisis moment yeah. to convince me. And it points me back, you know, to what I need. And so that's what we're trying to do. We want to invest the word of God. Boston's a city that is devoid of it. You know, I think I mentioned that they're, according to Barna, you know, yeah. second least church city in all of America. New England has eight of the top 10 least church cities. And so it's, you know, the place where the American Great Awakening took place mm. a couple hundred years ago, Jonathan Edwards, all these guys. Sure. Um, now is completely misinformed, yeah. if not abjectly ignorant about what the scripture says. Truly. Yeah. No, I, I. I told you earlier that my I have family in Boston. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, when I told them that my friend was planning a church, um, these people these people were lost. Uh, they they laughed me to scorn. Like I, I don't think I told you that. No, I'm gonna, I don't tell, think I'm gonna so. tell you thank that right you. now. Thank yeah, you. Tell me I'm, after. I'm no, I'm gonna. Go. Yeah, now that you're there, I want to make sure that you know this story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to encourage you, uh, but no, I mean, she's like, I think her words were, "Well, good luck with that." Yeah. And uh, I actually felt really good about. Um, just tucking that in the back of my mind, and uh, yeah, you know, as God continues to work, it just motivates me more and more to pray. Man, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and we need that, you know. Um, the pastor, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm somewhat sympathetic with the guy that told us don't come. It is, I think he was trying to be genuine, but he said like this is going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, the Lord's got our back, and so yeah. and, and we're following what he said, and so. 
But it's a reality. If you're not coming in the power of God, you know, because people are praying for you or because you're depending fully on what he's told you to do, mm-hmm. um, it's an impossible mission. And mm-hmm. it's not something that we're just going to muster up a bunch of intelligence. You know, sure. Sure. we've got a couple, you know, a, a guy that's in telecom. We've got a couple nurses, an engineer, lawyer. I mean, it's not because we're just, you know, all educated people that we're going to fit in now. Like God's going to have to work mm-hmm. to get this done. And he's the one that's brought fruit. Like, these ladies have come. We met a, a guy in, in Best Buy that Brooke invited. And now I'm going to be meeting with that guy for coffee. Man, he showed up at our Bible study. Yeah. Uh, we met a guy on the street who I've gone to lunch with a couple times now. Um, you know, I, I'm missing somebody. Uh, we had a, a visitors come in that invited a lady off the street. She can't. I mean, God's just bringing people. And that's the thing I think that people misunderstand about a post-Christian society people don't know Christ. Like they don't know the story. They don't right. know um, what he did, who he was. Uh, they may have heard of him maybe, but, but I mean, places like Boston uh, are probably ripe actually. Yes. To hear the gospel. It's going to come on fresh ears in many yes. ways. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you'll have, uh, there's a mixed bag, but in large part, that is exactly right. It, it's, you know, whether you want to call it post postmodern or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, they, you do have a lot of rejection, but there's also a lot of just complete ignorance of mm-hmm. who Jesus is, of what the Bible even says. And so they're not even relying on misinformation. They're just completely not informed right. at all. Yeah. And it is really refreshing um, to just be able to go out and ask people, to if if they would allow you to share the gospel if mm-hmm. they ever heard of who Jesus was yeah you know or you know could I tell you do you have a minute can I talk to you I'd like to share the gospel has anyone ever told you that and the people that are like oh yeah I've never heard that before and and uh amazing it's been good it is amazing you know just it's nothing we're doing uh God's God's moving and so mm. and and so I would covet your prayers and anybody listening that's where the power is coming from. We need God to to move desperately. We're not gonna, we're not going going to uh, strategize this thing to success. Like right. you know, it, it's got to be God moving, and, and so that's what we're trusting for. So, so with that in mind, I mean, basically, what you're talking about is is dependency on on the Lord. Um, yes. What yeah. are the things that you personally are learning in terms of, you know, the, what are the things that are growing you in your faith in particular um, as you, you know, you're going to go back to Boston, you'll be with your family, you know, mm-hmm. when you leave town, you're in Kansas City right now, yes. I, should, I should say. Yeah. And you're going to be going back to Boston tomorrow? Um, I have a bunch of work tomorrow and then um, the next morning early okay. I leave. Okay. So, so you're going to get back to Boston mm-hmm. and you're going to be back in the mission. Yep. Um, maybe just share a little bit about what the faith in your heart and mind look like in this, in this very moment, what are you trusting God for in the weeks and months to come? And, Mm. and um, you know, what's God showing you in that regard? Yeah. So I'll get back uh, Friday, a couple days from now, and we'll have a Bible study that night with our core. Mm. And one thing that we've focused on the last year approximately is that, that concept just depending on God for everything Mm -hmm. we want to, you know, follow that lead, seek God's kingdom first, right? Invest in the things that matter forever. Souls Mm -hmm. of men with the word of God, 
because we think it matters so much. Like yeah. Romans 10, which was one of the calling cards of, of me being called to the city, mm. just shouted this notion, you know, how shall they hear without a preacher? Yeah. Right? right. Word of God is what transforms. It's, it's that seed. Yeah. Right. Right. And so we're trusting God to be able to invest the word of God into every soul that we can possibly meet. And so right now that looks like Bible studies on Sunday night. That's going to be transitioning uh, in a few weeks after uh, this week to a worship service on Sundays. And we're going to move our Bible study to a midweek set. Uh, And then we have dedicated times for evangelism Mm. where we go out on the street and we're literally going up cold to strangers uh, and inviting them into conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a man taught me many years ago, you know, about Jesus's ministry. And, and uh, I'd say this is the rule. There's exceptions, but mm-hmm. is that you never saw Jesus, you know, chasing someone, you know, right. he was very mission oriented and obviously, and uh, mm-hmm. the son of God. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He got it. Yeah, he understood. <laughs> and, uh, but he never, like, you never saw him begging someone to follow right. him. Right. It was just follow me. And then he did an about face and he was working. Yeah. And so I, we try to take that approach, not in a rude sense, but, and we've got a lot of work to do. And there's, there's a lot a, of people in Boston to talk to. There are a lot of people. And so <laughs> if this guy's not interested, right. we're just going to keep going because sure. every no is closer to a yes. Sure. Yeah. That's how we're looking at it. And so, we're doing a lot of that. You know, uh, every one of our team members is trusting God for ways to integrate into the, to the society of Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm helping coach my son's baseball cool. team. And uh, that's been awesome. Like just meeting the dads. And, and so we're trusting God, even with that, I've been able to share the gospel and what we're, we're doing mm-hmm. out there with a lot of those guys. And, and so we're trusting God for that. Every one of us is, is trying to sort of get there. Um, we're trying to find ways to become Bostonians. Yeah. And that's a big step of faith for us, you know, to leave what's behind and uh, to trust the Lord to be integrated into yeah, the community. To be like the people that you're ministering yeah. to. Yeah. And, and uh, to to love them. And, uh, you know, because it's a different, different community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the Bible Belt. And, you know, I found myself a challenge I had, you know, if I could be transparent, is, um, seeing myself in Jonah. Mm. And uh, that was, that was hard for me to see myself that way mm. uh, because I've always thought of myself as very mission oriented and be willing to climb every mountain and sure charge every fire. But I started sensing myself like uh, being frustrated with the world view that rejected God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, longing for someone who is just going to agree with, right. with the, with God and my message. Yeah, does anyone here see things the way I see them or is everyone yeah. just like from another planet? Like you felt like a completely outside of the, of the culture and perspective, hard to understand them. Well, a little bit, it wasn't like an aloneness mm-hmm. of more of, you know, not, not to be like sound super like spiritual, but like kind of an indignation, like how dare they, Right. But, yeah. but it was a little bit kind of like that, that tribalism, like, yeah, this is my God, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, man, I had to check myself, uh, 
that probably happened about two, three months in. Mm-hmm. Um, or man, I, I just had to confess to the Lord, man, don't let me be that way. Like mm-hmm. to the Ninevites, you know, yeah. Uh, help me, teach me to love the people that hate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's been, that's been a challenge. He's been growing my faith in that area. Praise the Lord. Uh, had great opportunities with my, my neighbors and, merits uh have found a place now and and uh so uh they're going to be integrating into their neighborhood which mm-hmm. is extraordinarily rich with college students i can't cool. wait for them to That's get there so cool. um toadies have landed in a neighborhood and and uh they've got tons of people around them that they can reach out to and so just blocking and tackling yeah witnessing to people trusting god for open doors getting these new converts to a place where they they can make that decision to want to follow the lord and discipleship Need prayer. Need need God's power. Man. Well, I I'm, I'm really hoping that this conversation produces prayer warriors on your behalf. If, yeah, me too. If, if anything, if anything, yes. people are hearing yeah. the story and their their heart is being knit to yours, and and they see Boston as a as a as a mission field they want to pray for. Yeah, that'd be incredible. And please do. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's so good spending time with you. You're such yeah, a, thank you, Brandon. An important friend to me, and and I care about you so much, and I and I have have really grown to care uh for for what god is is doing in you and and in the team and so i appreciate that thank you again mike for being with us it's been fun and we want to thank you as well for joining us uh this week for another episode of the postscript if throughout this episode your heart was knit uh to mike's and and the work in boston we would highly encourage you to go visit lf.boston a very easy website to remember uh, and that way you can get updates uh, you can also check out their facebook page as well if you prefer uh, that way of getting updates but but they would covet your prayers they, they are desirous for you to join them in this work and as you've been listening, maybe um, you're intrigued by learning more about what Living Faith Fellowship has to offer in terms of, of growth and development. A lot of the, the members of Mike's church, uh, these church planters, um, the, 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 the members of his team, are also students in LFBI. And so um, they're both doing the work of the ministry, but also getting the training necessary to make, uh, make sure that they're growing in that work. And so if that interests you at all, we want to invite you to visit lfbi.org as well. And uh, we want to thank you, as always, for joining us and spending time with us. We love you, and we pray that God would bless you. Goodbye.